In this week's episode, we're talking about poo. No, not that kind of poo. Winnie the Pooh. That's right, Christopher Robin came out this past weekend, and despite the weak box office, we highly recommend it for the nostalgic value. Speaking of nostalgia, this year is, of course, Mickey's 90th birthday, and we've got news that he will have his very own primetime special on ABC. Also, Disneyland 50th fireworks returning, Vampirina coming to the parks, James Gunn Part 3, and more on this mauled episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look happy birthday no 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 how do you know well i don't know but i just i'm saying no to these things well it's <laughs> no matter what it's mickey's 90th birthday this year so yeah and that's the first thing on our list whole yeah. year. Uh, actually before we get to that there's something i want to talk about Uh-oh. uh patrick stewart star trek coming back with patrick stewart oh yeah that's the this big ain't news. no disney news but it's news regardless because patrick stewart is the bomb Patrick Stewart with Star Trek is the bomb. I just can't wait to hear what what it is. I'm hoping, I'm truly hoping that it's uh, Starfleet Academy and he's like a teacher of some sort. It's yeah, it's probably going to be something like that. And I, I hope that they don't maybe bring back maybe like one or two people from Next Generation to like occasionally come on. But I hope they don't like run into the ground having like, oh look, it's Jordy come to teach a class or something like that. You know. So yeah, I just wanted to express my excitement at the well, announcement. If, if of he's the star, that. chances are they're going to have a bunch of guest stars, just because well, yeah. everyone loves him. You yeah, know? I mean that's what I mean. I'm just I meant guest stars specifically from Next Generation. I didn't mean guest stars in general, because of course uh, I just want to point out that uh, this is the first time that, despite all the Star Trek we've gotten in the meantime, this is actually the first time since the movie Star Trek Nemesis that Star Trek has actually decided to go forward in time. That's true. Because since Nemesis, we've had Enterprise, we've had uh, Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, which which went That's back really, in time but was, uh, and changed the timeline. Right. And then you had Discovery, which goes back in time. So all the Star Trek in, like, so, like, the last Star Trek for, like, the last over 15 years has all been, like, prequel Star Trek or rewritten Star Trek. This is the first time you're actually taking the original timeline and going forward with it. So that's kind of cool. So I'm excited. I'm all about it. Yeah, so that'll be on the CBS uh, All Access 
Apple is the same as where Discovery is. So hopefully we'll get that by like 2020 or sometime in the future. So yeah, Star Trek. Trekking it up. Yeah. So anyways, back to Mickey's birthday. Is he going to have cake? I don't know. He's old. Well, I don't know if he can even eat cake. Does he have false teeth? Um, <laughs> He might. We don't know. That's stuff they don't tell us. My only question is, will there be a button? Well, of course there will be a button. Whatever, on on the exact birthday, you know perfectly you, well there will be a button. You sure not the day before? <laughs> I, well, maybe at midnight. Maybe. maybe. I bet anything they'll have them backstage the day before. I'm sure they will. Although, speaking of day before, they were giving out those Christopher Robin buttons the day before. That's the why I out, said. Which is, oh, so that's why you said that? Yes. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they did that. Because so. they didn't have him on the day of the movie coming out. So. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't been able to, I haven't been able to, get, a hand to uh, get a hold of any of those. Did you get one, Tim? Uh, a friend got me one of them. Oh, good. Cool. Uh, but I had gotten her the uh, the two buttons, one from Storytellers and one from the Pacific, the Paradise Pier Hotel. So it was like a trade-off thing. Cool. So yeah, uh, Mickey will probably definitely have a button. Yep. But uh, before he has a button, he gets his own special. Well, that's because he is special. He's Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I was sure wish Disney would treat him like he was special. Uh, yeah, I agree with that too. But yeah, he's gonna have a special event at the Shrine Auditorium. Whoa! They're gonna have uh, it's gonna be a star-studded event. Uh, a lot of things are gonna go on over there. I have not received my invitation yet. I'm still waiting. So hopefully, maybe they're barely going to send them out because we have until, I believe, in November, right? So we'll see about that. Oh, yeah. So basically what's going on is uh, ABC is going to produce this big old event for Mickey 90. And uh, I'm going out the D23 article, and they're giving the, all these names of who's going to be the producers and directors and all that kind of stuff. I guess it's really, really important to tell who these people are doing it because they are actually big, you know, known for doing a lot of things in the TV world. I just think it's funny how they had to mention that this person's producing it, this person's going to be the executive producer. It's probably part of their contract. Uh, maybe, but all I know is that they're, they're going to have this uh, special on uh, Sunday, November 4th. Well, it's just like uh, when they had that 60th. Remember the 60th Diamond? And it was uh, hosted by, uh, what's his name? Huff. Right, right. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And right. Everybody was supposed to, supposedly you were supposed to make a big deal about that guy hosting it, but nobody cared. So Right. Well, yeah. this is different because uh, he's actually a celebrity that people would know. And these are producers and directors that people would actually don't know, but I'm sure we've seen their stuff. But yeah, like I said, it's going to be on November 4th uh, on ABC. Uh, and it says here from 8 to 10. Is this going to be a live event? Because on this blog is showing 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. So that would be 5 to 7 here if they're going to be, if it's going to be a live thing. I don't know. I don't know because you know how like, things go on the uh, on the West Coast. They like to tape delay things, right? For uh, prime time, uh, you also have to figure that football will be going on, and they're probably not going to want to compete with Sunday Night Football. Who would? I'll tell you. Well, the only thing I really care about on this is the uh, rare short films. 
part. Uh huh. That's all. That's all. So it's a two-hour event, and um, it looks pretty cool. We'll see what happens there, and uh, we have uh, more information on the actual times. We'll let you know. It kind of looks like by them saying Eastern Time is, means there's going to be a live event, so like an award show. So I don't know, but if we find out it's just basically it's going to be 8 o'clock here, then we'll let you guys know about that. But, uh, yeah, Mickey 90, big old ABC production going on. And uh, hopefully they uh, sent our, our invitations so we can be there. And you think that they'd actually do that? You never know. You never know. Because you know what? Dreams can't come true. Well, that's why I'm thinking. You never know, right? Uh, just a real quick uh, to uh, highlight some of the things that this guy has produced. He's done. Well, if you're going to tell us what he produces, tell us his name then. Oh, his name is Don Misher. Misher. M I S C H E R, Miss Cher. I don't know. Miss uh, He has 15 Emmy Awards. That's why I thought he was at least worth mentioning, at least looking up. Okay. Uh, he has NCAA Image Award, Peabody Award, Norman Lear. Uh, he's produced Super Bowl halftime shows, Prince, Rolling Stones, McCartney, and Springsteen. Uh,. The Centennial Summer Olympic Games opening ceremony, opening ceremony for Salt Lake City Winter Olympics, uh, specials with Beyonce, Bono, Prince, Rihanna, Britney, Springsteen, James Taylor, a lot of other people, Elton John, (laughs) Timberlake, uh, Kennedy Center Honors, 100th Anniversary of Carnegie Hall, Motown 25. Ooh, I like that one. So, done a lot of shit. Well, then it looks like it's going to be a uh, great production. It should be an awesome show. You never know. Yep. All right, so uh, this weekend, Christopher Robin opened up. And it was awesome. I don't know that guy. It was really good. I watched it. I went to go see it. Tim went to go watch it. And um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a good movie. Tim didn't think it was as uh, tear-jerking as it seemed. Yeah, Elizabeth and I both thought that it was not quite the level of tear-jerker we were expecting, but at the same time, it was fantastic. Okay, now, now just my question, just real fast before you guys continue, since you guys have both seen and I haven't. uh, You've seen a preliminary cut of Mary Poppins. Which one's better? Oh, man, that's rough. I liked Pooh better, but that's because I have a... I have more of a connection with Winnie the Pooh, I think. Uh, I guess because you look like him? On, with well, beard? Sure, clearly, yeah. I mean, not, all, as, mu- not as much as the Chinese president. And you're always... I you're, mean, if I, look like, if I look like Winnie the Pooh, you look like Big Al. And you're always eating like Pooh. Right. Honey. Lots of honey. Uh, I liked Pooh better because I'm more of a Pooh guy, I guess you could say. Um, but the... For nostalgia... If you were a Mary Poppins kid growing up, I mean, you might like that one. I like both. Did you see both? Uh, what? What? I what? Did you see both? How could I have seen both? Well, One's then, how would out. you can say one? How did you see any of them? No. Exactly. How could you say you like both? I didn't say that. I thought you said I like both. Yeah, I said I like both Mary Poppins and Pooh. Oh, so you in general? Oh, okay. Now I'm getting it. All right. So I don't know. Um, if you actually um, put yourself in Pooh's paws, whoa! Because I thought it was really, really sad. Just uh, 
The beginning was very sad. Yeah. The beginning, but if you just just if you just put yourself in his paws and just really think about it, he's waiting for Christopher to come back, even though he knows that he was going to be gone, and he's waiting and he's waiting and, and he's, he's waiting, waiting and he's waiting. So th- okay, which brings me to another question. Sorry, uh, how much? How hook is it? How what? I, I I can't really answer that because I don't really remember the movie. I, I've seen it, but it's been a while. Oh, there's a little bit of hook in it in the way that... It's the same premise. Um, He hasn't forgotten who he is. So but he knows he's Christopher Robin that he went to the Underdaker Wood. Absolutely. However... As opposed to Robin, who couldn't remember who he was. forgotten... Or Peter, whatever. Spoiler. I guess maybe a little bit spoiler, but he's forgotten uh, not who he is. But he's forgotten the things he learned in the Hundred Acre Wood. He's more business minded. Dreams are what you make them, and you know he's very. He's become a practical person in his uh, in his new life. Well, adults have to usually, right? Uh, but he's forgotten some of the imagination and wonder, right, that he yes. knew as a kid, and he has to relearn that through the interactions with these characters and his family. Would you say he has to re- relearn what he has learned? Uh, he has to relearn what he knew growing up, I'd say. Uh, and I think he does at the end. I mean, obviously, it's a of Disney course. movie. Not very Obi-Wan of him. You know, he, <laughs> he relearns these wonderful things about family and love and, uh, you know, tries to share these experiences moving forward, I think, in a way that he had, he had, already, he had put these things into his past, right? Right. And now he's embracing them again. Because you have to keep his... your past and your behind. Right. I was about to say that. <laughs> But when you the problem is when you do that and you hand your pass to the ticket taker, they might like smell your behind. If you keep your pass in your behind, when you hand the pass to the ticket taker, they might they smell it. That's not all they're smelling. Well, they're smelling your behind. Uh, stink palm. So you like reach back for a like a mall rats. Uh, okie dokie. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah. All right. So I, my point is, is the fact that Pooh, even though Pooh has all his friends there, you know, he still, he misses, uh, Christopher. And that was really, really sad. If you just sit there and just think about Pooh, poor little Pooh and how he was really, really missing him. And of course, when he finds him is not the same you know he's not that little kid anymore of course and um i thought it was sad i was just putting yourself in his place and thinking about someone that just is gone and you've been gone for 30 years and and then you think oh i'm gonna find this person and of course they're not the same person they used to be so other than that i you know what it's really good movie i loved it it was really cool i would just have to say i feel i would feel sorry for piglet in that situation because i'd be like what am i chopped liver well, Piglet's a scared little bitch, though. Well, and that is so. Like, that remain, you, you had to feel sorry for him in general. Well, I know that, but I just meant Piglet is supposed to be Pooh's best friend, right? right. And if Pooh's like uh, pining for Christopher Robin, that would suck for P- Piglet. So, uh, just in general, and without con- having known the movie, connected news in relation to Christopher Robin. I have officially dropped Movie Pass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This happened the day before or a couple days before they announced their like new changes again. I don't really trust their situation, so we dropped it. Apparently, you can't sign up again for nine months. Uh, we got we watched Christopher Robbins, our first movie on the AMC uh, VIP A-list or, or the Stubbs A-list. Um, 
which is cool because we watched the movie in like the recliners. We pre-bought our tickets and reserved them in advance. Uh, these are all things you can't do on Movie Pass. So uh, we have to try. Because AMC is bomb. The AMC is unfortunately like fifteen solid minutes, fifteen twenty minutes from our house. Well, yeah, uh, that sucks for you. Yeah, it does suck for it's me. It's like ten minutes from me, but yeah. or five minutes away. But so yeah. I mean, it, I prefer anything that allows me to be able to to reserve my seat. Yeah, because that means I don't have to show up in an hour before the movie. It also means I don't get stuck in the front unless I buy my movie last minute, which is then my fault. So, And you can call yourself stupid for doing that. Exactly. Rather than blaming other people when we end up with shitty seats for Force Awakens. <laughs> oh, hi. So I really recommend uh, Christopher Robin. I ten times recommend Anthony, it. you need to go check it out. Oh, I'm it, definitely going to go see it. Uh, uh, we're, just waiting to, we we're just waiting to sell some stuff so we can get the A-list. <laughs> Oh, okay, you and, haven't got uh, it yet. I thought you already did. No, no, I'm going to get the A-list, and I have that on my list. I also want to see Teen Titans. Oh, I do too. Because since if it's going to be on the A-list and basically free, might as well right, see right. that. So, yeah, uh, awesome movie. Everyone uh, will love it, trust me. Uh, the the things they do, the, the, the mischief they get into is funny. Uh, interacting with uh, human beings is funny. Who was awesome. That's like the best part, honestly, uh, is their interactions with Eeyore Randy. was the bomb. Brad Garrett did a great job playing Eeyore. He did, and I couldn't figure out who is the original voice of Eeyore. I was trying to figure it out because it was really a big surprise to me that it was Brad Garrett. I don't Brad think Garrett. it was anybody uh, yeah, big. I don't think so either. No. But yeah, he did a great job playing Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore was just like, like I don't know, he's really just... Eeyore. Exactly. <laughs> uh, depressing. You know, he wants to end it all. <laughs> There's just no other way to describe him. He's just very Eeyore. Exactly. Yeah, he's just like, whatever. Like, <laughs> let's just die. I'm, I'm going off the <laughs> edge or yeah. whatever you call it. The waterfall. Yeah, the big waterfall, wasn't it? <laughs> That's too much. I even a foot, probably like a foot of waterfall. He's legit just very, very Eeyore. Yeah. That's the only way to put it. I don't know how else you'd describe it. <laughs> Eeyore. Yeah, so the voice of uh, Eeyore in the original featurettes was uh, actually animator Ralph Wright. Hmm. What are you going to do? I guess they couldn't find anybody else. Uh, for the Anytime Eeyore appeared on Disney, the old Disneyland records, it was actually Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, that's right. I remember really? that. Yeah. Uh, Ron Feinberg did his voice for the short film Winnie the Pooh Discovers the Seasons in 1981. Somebody uh, who we just talked about a couple weeks ago or last week, uh, Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime himself, hey. was Eeyore in the <laughs> new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I can wow. see that, I uh, guess. One from, yeah, hmm. The one from Disney Channel. I could see that. He actually I guess, voiced yeah. him all the way from that all the way through My Friends Tigger and Pooh, which was in 2007. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah they said that uh, actually Peter Cullen was the actual active voice of Eeyore when they did the Winnie the Pooh movie, the animated oh, okay. one, but they decided to replace him anyways, which is kind of jerky. With Brad Garrett? No. With what? No. Oh, I thought you were talking Brad Garrett's about only the... been in Christopher Robin. Oh, well, that's what I meant. I thought you meant to replace him now. No, I said in the movie Winnie the Pooh. Who was it then? Bud Luck- Lucky, uh, whoever that is. Hmm. Uh, just in, in 
in uh I guess it is one of those voices. I mean, Winnie the Pooh's is very it has Affleck to it, but not bad. Uh, no. Uh but Eeyore, Eeyore is more like others could the voice is something that could be more easily replicated, I'd say. I guess uh, Peter Cullen enacted a scene at uh, BotCon, which is a Transformers convention. He demonstrated a scene where uh, Optimus Prime meets Eeyore. <laughs> That's cool. That's something I would love play. to see that. I'm sure it's online. Maybe. You never know. So cool. Anybody else uh, have anything else to say about uh, the movie Christopher Robin? I'm going to see it again. Then uh, email us and uh, let us know about it, your reviews of the movie. I have a feeling somebody that emailing tonight might. Is there might like have any kind it. of? There's no like real spoilers or anything, right? It doesn't seem like no. a movie that would have any kind of. It's not like, that kind of movie. I like, mean, yeah. a, like, oh my god, uh, we, uh, Winnie the Pooh turns real at the end, or something like that. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's stuff in the story that I would refrain from saying if you know I want us other people to see it. Right. But it's not, you know. Well, I'm not yes, saying to spoil yes, it. I'm he's just saying. forgotten. He's forgotten some of the magic of his childhood. I mean, that's pretty to much teach implied. To his daughter so. and needs to like relearn. I mean, it's just, it's a very basic thing. Yeah. But that's what else you got? It's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> It's a pretty simple thing. I mean, that's pretty implied. Who yeah. likes honey? They they frolic in the wood. You know, it's like it's not complicated. I just want to say that I'm very disappointed that I hear that owl and rabbit are hardly in it. They are only in one scene in the beginning that I can remember, right? Yeah. And it's the reason that they didn't produce owl and rabbit plush because there are the five other plush that they've made: uh, Kanga with Rue, Pooh, Eeyore, Tigger, and um, Piglet. And the reason that Owl and, and uh, Rabbit, I think, are not part of the plush is because they look real. They look like a real rabbit and a real owl, where the oh, others look like stuffed animals. Right, right. So they're not, they're not stuffed animals, and therefore they would be hard to make into plush, I think. I see what you're saying. Is there, does that explain in the story why they're, why they're real? or No, not really? No. Weird. There is not really an I just It just seems weird that. to me because of how huge of a character Rabbit was in the original uh, Disney Winnie the Poohs. I mean, I, I know not as much. Probably this is more based on the original actual stories where maybe Rabbit wasn't as big of a deal. So maybe that's why. I don't know. It could be a jo- It could be an inside joke, kind of like how the gopher was always made a joke. I'm not in the book. Oh. Or, yeah, or he'd always make the joke. Where he's talking about that he wasn't in the book. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but anyways. No, it's fair enough. It makes sense. Anyway, yeah, uh, everyone, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go check that out. It's really, really good. Poor Pooh. Poor Pooh. He's funny, though. He's hilarious. He is. The way he talks is so in circles almost, you know? It's like. I can't even replicate it. No. Is that uh, is that movie like uh, is that like um, bringing it back to Peter Cullen? Is that like Optimus Prime? Where I mean, they could recast everybody else, but if they had anybody but Jim Cummings doing the voice of Pooh, would it have been? Not it's just worked? not the same. You would have I mean, to have make sure that he sounds like him. I mean, because we, we've gotten so used to Jim Cummings. Obviously, he's not the original voice. So obviously, right. that was uh, ah crap. I can't Sterling Holloway. All right. Right. So, I mean, but uh, Jim Cumming does a hell of a damn good job coming pretty close to the original Sterling Holloway. Nobody could really do Sterling Holloway, but, I mean, uh, it's so damn close that it's one of those things, like I said, it's like Optimus Prime, where if they had not gotten Peter Cullen to do that or if they had not gotten 
Jim Cummings do poo, maybe the movie wouldn't quite be uh, work as much as it does. I don't know if it would work at all without. Uh, I don't know about Pooh. You never know. Somebody else might have been able to do that voice, but the Optimus Prime, I don't see how anybody else could ever do it. I mean, I'm sure they'll find somebody someday when they do the 14th reboot and he's dead, you know, but. I'm sure there's some other smaller series that have not had him, but. I mean, just as far as Pooh, eventually somebody else is going to have to do Pooh, but I mean, they just need to find somebody who's going to do it as well. I mean, you'll see, I guess, later on. You know, this, I hope this movie re-sparks a Winnie the Pooh resurgence with children. There were, there were some kids in the movie. We saw it at 6 p.m. You mean so like they some... wanted the Winnie the Pooh movie to do but didn't? Right. Yeah. But I hope that this live action re-sparks and the kids go, oh, I want to watch Winnie the Pooh well, I cartoons. I hope it sparks interest in the original source material. Well. If anything. Uh, you know, there's another movie connected to this. I watched it the day after we saw Pooh or Christopher Robin. It's called uh, Christopher Robin Returns. No, it's, it's a movie Finding from, Christopher Robin or something like that. It's from last year. It's not it has a Disney Mar- movie. No, it's not a Disney movie, but it has Margot Robbie, and it has uh, um, this other guy that's been in a bunch of stuff, and it has the the mistress from Boardwalk Empire. She's the nanny. Sure. You never watched Boardwalk Empire? No. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway, some some actors that people know, and it's really about... Um, a. a. Milne and his son and how his son helped him come up with the stories together and then couldn't basically couldn't deal with the fame of the situation. Uh, kids in schools and whatever would, oh, you're Christopher Robin, and they'd make fun of him. And he ended up taking not one cent of the Winnie the Pooh money his whole life because of it. He wanted nothing to do with goodbye, it. Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Yes, goodbye, Christopher Robin. That's the uh, and uh, just... Uh... But we watched it. It was a little bit more boring. Oh, just what I was going to say is a major fail on your part because A.A. Milne was playing by uh, General Hux. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. That is who he's played by. A.K.A. Weasley twin. Yeah. Um, The uh, choke him. Um, He's been in a couple other things. There was some sort of time travel. Oh, and L3 from Solo, the voice of L3 is in that movie. Oh. Hey, so James Gunn. Again? Yes, the story continues. Literally, last week we reported on the Variety story, which I told him uh, the Variety story was that Disney was uh, contemplating bringing back James Gunn, right? Yes. And I said, well, they said did say that was a rumor. Well, literally the next day, that was on Tuesday, literally on Wednesday, Variety is reporting. Uh, Disney is unlikely to bring back James Gunn. Hmm. At which point, I <laughs> took screenshots of their report from yes of the from the day before, and a screenshot of the report from that day. And I asked them, "Well, which is it?" Of course, they didn't respond. So, of course. Uh, so there's that. And then, what was it on? Uh, Sometime on the weekend or something, or on Friday, uh, Dave Batista, being Dave Batista and being the badass that he is, he basically came out and said, I did not sign on to do a Guardians movie without James Gunn. So count me out. Basically, and he's like, any script that has nothing to that isn't any Guardian script that isn't done by James Gunn is not a Guardian script or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. 
But so basically, he said that even though he signed to a contract, uh, he'll most likely, if they don't bring James Gunn, he's walking. That's cool. what he's implying. Uh, which I definitely give Batista all the credit in the world because he's not from Hollywood, so therefore he could get he could have the balls to say something like that. Because you know, if uh, well, basically anybody who needs a character like him is going to hire him regardless of what he of any bridges he might burn with Disney, or he could always go back to the WWE and uh, kick ass over there. So you know, I think that if if his co-stars essentially said the same thing. Whether it's whether it's true or not, if they threaten to walk, that Disney would have to make a, a choice. Because they're not going to not produce a movie that's going to bring in a billion dollars. Straight up, right? Straight up, they're not going to not make this movie. And if and if they if the actors are the only ones that have to interact with this director, right, are all saying we want him and we only want him. What else is there? I just don't understand why they would say no at that point. Uh, This was actually from Sunday. His exact words, I will do what I'm legally obligated to do, but Guardians without James Gunn is not what I signed up for. Guardians of the Galaxy without James Gunn just isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also pretty nauseating to work for someone who didn't power a smear campaign by fascists, hashtag cyber Nazis. That's just how I feel. That's pretty so he's not out. saying he'll walk. He's saying he no, will. No, because then he went on to say that other. Basically, that's what he's saying, though. I get from that that he's not going to walk, but he isn't happy about it. Well, because that's not all he said, though. He said oh. other stuff. But I'm just saying that's an example of what he said. I just want on a quick wrestling note that uh, I don't know if everybody knows that the wrestler Kane won the mayorship of someplace I in Kentucky. That. Yeah. So, it's Kentucky or not, uh, something county. Knox County. Knox County. Knox County, Kentucky. Yeah. The wrestler Kane. <laughs> I saw that. Now the, mayor, cool. the new mayor of Knox County, Kentucky. I'm sorry. Who's the new mayor? Kane. The wrestler Kane. Wow. That's cool. I is guess. Now the mayor of Knox County, Kentucky. <laughs> or is is it, he is past it, his Tennessee? fighting age? Tennessee. It's Tennessee. Not Kentucky, right? Is he past his fighting age? I don't know. I don't remember now. I thought it was Kentucky. Maybe it's Kentucky. It's either Tennessee or Kentucky. It's one of those states. Yeah. All right. We have 50 to choose from, so. There's, uh, then again, other people think there's 52. So I guess we'll see what happens in uh, that that uh, drama rolls on. We'll see if there's a sequel to this one. Yeah. Rolling drama. Uh, that I'm pretty sure that's just going to continue to go on until we yeah. get some sort of definitive. Because at, at some point, whenever... Uh, I mean, this is either gonna it's either gonna go away for a little while, and then we'll hear more about it about the time that uh, Infinity War, the next Infinity movie, comes out in next May. Uh, if something's not done about it by then, or whenever they want to have Guardians of the Galaxy three in production by then, or if they just decide, okay, well, there is no more Guardians of the Galaxy unless Guardians unless they're in uh, Avengers movies. So I don't know. I mean, half of the half of the guardians are dead right now. So, <laughs> said we'll see. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, there was some other weird going on debate going on today about whether uh, a sash on one of uh, Thanos's bad guys, the ones that uh, the ones that confront Strange and Tony and them at the very beginning when they first attack Earth, and they're confronting him. It's the one big huge guy. 
Uh, not the one that looks like uh, the one whose Squidward. Arm... Not the one that looks like Squidward. The guy whose arm gets chopped off. Yes, that one. Uh, he, I guess he has a sash hanging from his belt that people were trying to say is uh, it might be related to Captain Marvel because it's supposedly her colors. Oh, I thought you were going to try to say he was a cowboy. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's going on with that. People are saying that it's her, that it's her colors. Other people are saying it's orange and it's not red. Uh, I don't know. People are getting a fight over this. Is it blue or gold? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> people are, people are, apparently people are blocking each other over this debate. And oh, I just God. think, you know what? There's a lot more things on uh, Twitter to argue about than uh, whether a sash hanging off of some guy it belongs to Captain Marvel, or whether it's a Captain Marvel Easter egg or not. So who knows? Who cares? Guess we'll find out if it's about some point about that. Yeah. So. Hey, last week you were talking about, um, well, we're talking about the Fox merger yes, with Disney. And, and then uh, I think you said that, that Fox or Disney wants to get all the TV rights back. Did you mention that last week too? I probably said it I, in general. TV rights for what? Uh, Star Wars. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That came up after. No, was that after? Uh, okay. You're talking about the the rights that uh, TNT right. now owns. No, well, that was not mentioned. Okay. That news actually came out after. Okay. I heard that. I thought it was from you. I thought I heard it from you. Or did you tweet something about it? I don't know. I, I tweeted it out, yeah. Okay, so then I saw it from that. And um, so, yeah, the, Disney's trying to... They want their rights back from... Uh, uh, Ford Star Wars because it's uh, like he said that it's on TV on uh, TNT and everything like that, and you know they always have those marathons where they have Star Wars all weekend long. So, in regards to that, I got the news today that Disney will start slowly start pulling their catalog from Netflix. Well, yeah, that's that's been the plan, isn't it? Well, I got more word today that they are starting to, they're going to start, you know, pulling more and more content out of Netflix because of the streaming service that we've been talking about lately. Makes sense. And, um, yeah, so pretty soon uh, you're not going to be able to watch any Moana or any other stuff that you have your kids watch on Netflix when you take them out and throw them in their strollers and take them to Disneyland so they can watch freaking, freaking <clears throat> iPad shit while they're in the parks which i don't understand at all oh don't so worry they'll true. still be watching the disney now app right so yeah i just wanted to let you guys know that uh pretty soon all the content uh all the disney content of netflix will be gone it's and uh, of course the disney streaming service will be uh i think it's coming uh going to be coming pretty soon it's gonna it's like i don't know probably any any day now i am i'm hearing that they're uh ready to go Really? That soon? I, I think so. I think that you're going to try to jump, uh, get a head start on, on what they're doing. So, I mean, uh, if there I, are... I was under the impression it wasn't dropping until next year, but... Well, we're almost there. So, I mean, if they're already... I mean, this year has flown by. It has flown by. But, you know, if they're already uh, going to start taking more and more content off of Netflix and go after those uh, TV rights for Star Wars, then, um, yeah... Looks like they're going to try to hurry up and get this thing going. All right, so yeah, from the uh, it was the Disney earnings call earlier today. Uh, Iger basically came up and he talked a lot about Fox. He right said uh, he said not to worry about FX. 
he says they're giving them more resources and investing in the FX brand, which is cool because... Uh, They've got some great shows. Yeah, they have a lot of good stuff on FX. Uh, hopefully they continue. Uh, maybe uh, they might decide, depending on... Uh, does anybody think that they'll just get rid of the Fox channel altogether? Maybe move everything to FX or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Fox is in decline, man. That was the hip network when we were kids, right? Well, yeah, obviously. It was the non-network show. It was the non-network, uh, network. channel. But, uh, apparently, uh, Iger also praised, uh, Fox Searchlight. So, you know, for anybody who's a fan of movies that they put out, doesn't have to worry about that going away. I know they do a lot of, what, indie stuff and documentaries, I guess, or... They've got uh, a great new show on FX called Snowfall that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, Iger also hinted at Fox Marvel content on the Disney streaming. He says the purchase gives them more Marvel content for the platform. They this He specifically said Disney streaming launches in late 2019. Hmm. Uh, launch of the Disney streaming is the biggest priority of the company for next year, which is an odd thing to say considering it's the same year that uh, Star Wars... Will be opening at the parks, the two parks, and then they also they have movie Star Wars movies coming out next year, Disney movies coming out next year. That is an out D twenty D twenty three celebration. Oh, with all those things going on next year, it's really interesting that the launch of the Disney streaming <laughs> is their biggest priority. So, uh, I think that should say something about what they're really trying to do with the streaming service. Well, you gotta you gotta keep in mind that their streaming is something that they're still trying to figure out. I think. But Star Wars, it's it's on it's it's on trajectory, like your trajectory, right? It's they've got their plan. They know their opening date, even though they haven't announced it yet. Uh, if they don't know the exact date, they've got it nailed down to three or four weeks, right? It's one of those days in June, most likely, and uh, June twenty second, I believe, most likely. Yeah, is that when the uh, first days of the? Uh, that's when the blackouts start for the uh, passes, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, also, Force Awakens apparently will not be on the streaming service at launch because of the deal apparently with Stars. Oh. Apparently, they have a deal with Stars right now. Interesting. So that will not also not be on there along with whatever the ones that they work out with the TNT deal. <coughs> uh, any Star Wars movies made two thousand nineteen and on will, or any any movies period two thousand nineteen will be on there. I mean, it makes sense for him to say that considering the other things are already planned on the trajectory. This is something they're still figuring out, so that's why it's a higher priority. But I can see why people would think it's not the biggest thing. It's the biggest new moneymaker that the shareholders are going to want to know about. I guarantee that. I mean, they already they already have projections for D23. They know how much it'll bring in. They know how much Star Wars Land's going to make in the first year. You know, they've got all that figured out, but... Streaming is all up in the air. They don't know how many customers they're going to have or not have. Uh, they've specifically made clear that when the service comes out, it will include upcoming theatrical releases such as Dumbo, Captain Marvel, and the and the next Avengers movie. Oh. So that would mean that it's definitely coming out after the release dates of those three movies. So wait, when it's it will include it those will movies already meaning... include those movies when it comes out. That means we will be well past their release dates when the Disney streaming service launches. So, for instance, they're not going to put those movies on when they're still in the theater, but as soon as they're available, like on on demand or something, they'll be on the stream. 
what I just said was they. I heard what you said. I'm wondering what your opinion. What your while. opinion is about it? Do you think it'll mean as soon as they're available in theaters? Or they're not going to bite themselves in the ass. No, like it means that. that I think that once they've been out for whatever amount of time movies are usually out, then it'll be on the streaming service. That's what I was. They're not going to put it on a streaming service while it's still in the theater because that would. Be I dumb. think a better question would be: Is it going to be on the streaming service first or on video? Probably on the streaming service first. That'd be a better question. Although I don't know because you know how they like to have like two, three weeks before they release the digital copy. I don't know if it'll, maybe it'll go digital copy and then streaming service the same day as on video. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, they also go... Okay, so this pretty much confirms that Lady and the Tramp will be directly for the streaming service. Okay. As well as the uh, the previously announced Anna Kendrick comedy, Noel. Those are both specifically going to be for the streaming service. Uh, they also mentioned the ones, the series that we previously talked about, the Monsters, Inc. and High School Musical series. Uh, the hope is that major Disney brands such as Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm, as well as Nat Geo, which the company is buying from Fox, will also oh. all contribute content to the service. Nat Geo, that's kind of... that's. I completely more. forgot. I knew that... At one point, I knew knew that Nat Geo was part of the deal because I knew that Nat Geo bought Fox. Because I remember back when Nat Geo was first bought by Murdoch, he fired every single uh, international photographer, and it was a big deal made out about it. Yeah, because those guys are basically they were turned. Basically, it was uh, Murdoch burn. saying how much how Nat Geo was. He didn't care about it, and they were just going to turn it into garbage. So well, Disney good. cares more about. About nature. Well, stuff. let's hope. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> uh, they may not even need to do their little D- Disney nature series things anymore. That all may not now. At some point, that may all fall under Nat Geo or National Geographic. What are they uh, called Disney's somehow National Disney's Geographic. National Geographic or something like that. I wouldn't even mind because I think they ended the magazine too, didn't they? During I, the I mean, during Fox. When, the problem I have with that whole thing with you're talking about them firing is that those photographers built that magazine. Oh I mean, yeah, they're the reason those the. the those National Geographic covers. I remember my grandparents had tons of them. Well, that's uh, Murdoch's not exactly the greatest. I mean, we we remember what he did to uh, the Dodgers. <sighs> we don't. Uh, we don't speak of that. We don't speak of those years. <laughs> we don't speak of that or the McCourt years. Uh, Dark times. McCourt wasn't that bad. Uh, Iger also said our first priority is going to be reaching our core Disney fan. He said it's a robust offering, but Iger noted that it will take the company time to build it up its library of streamable movies and programming. Says we want to walk before we run when it comes to volume of content. We have to put it out. We have to put enough on to make sense from a price to value relationship perspective. And I know what he's talking about there. It's time about he wants to make sure they have enough stuff on there at launch. As that, that they to, can charge fourteen ninety nine or well, whatever. Well, yeah, because as is. opposed to like Boomerang, when Boomerang uh, switched over from be, just being a channel to being their the Warner Brothers slash Hanna Barbera streaming service, yeah, there wasn't. I yeah, because I, I did the free trial when it first first launched, and they didn't have as much. They didn't have enough to make it worth the price. But now since then, they've added a lot more Hanna Barbera. They've added the complete Flintstones, uh, Jetsons. 
Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, all that kind of stuff. And now there's more on there to make it worth the price. I think what hopefully what their idea is is they want to launch it where it has all the stuff to make it worth the price right off the bat so they're not making that same kind of mistake where as uh, like Boomerang did or even say, uh, well, I would say even WWE Network when they launched, they didn't have like all the episodes of Raw going way back. Now you can see every episode of Raw ever aired. Well, that's, every what, I, that's what I don't Smackdown. get about like Boomerang and some of these services that pop up. They pop up and they don't. It's like they have all this content. It's not like these Flintstones and Jetsons episodes don't exist, right? It's not like Yogi Berra or we sorry Yogi Yogi Berra. It's not like Yogi the Bear and uh, God the Road Runner cartoons. I mean, it's not like these things aren't you know Bugs Bunny. It's not like they don't exist. Why wouldn't you just upload them all as available content and then nobody has anything to bitch about? Right? I mean... I think it was one of those things, just like anything else, they wanted to get it out there and it wasn't ready. It was like bing bongs. <laughs> well, you but know... But now, now it's going. And, and, and to that, Iger suggested that Disney's streaming service might be a lower cost option to Netflix, mm. which is kind of surprising because Netflix is already seems kind of is already kind of... Not that bad. Uh, he noticed the company's pricing will reflect its lower volume of content. So another, he says that he just reiterated about how the Star Wars movies that are going to be released, basically the Star Wars movies from now going back will not be on there right away because they have the licensing to the distributors. Hmm, that's interesting. So the new Star Wars movies will be but the older ones won't? Uh, as part of the Fox deal, Disney is going to have a 60% stake in Hulu. Any R-rated films from its catalog or from the Fox or Searchlight or Fox Searchlight catalog library will likely appear on Hulu. So Disney's going to have their streaming service, but the PG it's going to be most. basically PG-13 at most. Uh, anything that's not PG-13 or anything... You know, people wondering about whether Disney was just going to throw away all the Fox movies. Well, obviously, the Fox movies that aren't uh, age appropriate for Disney streaming service, so you don't have to require a. Uh, I guess that's why this way Disney streaming service doesn't have to require any kind of age filters or anything like that. Uh, this way, they could just put everything on Hulu. Uh, see, it says I just mentioned that he mentioned uh, the initial months of the ESPN new ESPN Plus have been encouraging. Which means it probably sucks. <laughs> uh, something we were actually discussing earlier, and we were wondering whether we should even mention it, but I guess uh, it seems serious enough to mention in this article that uh, the live-action John Favreau series they're estimating will cost a hundred million dollars. I don't know where they. Oh, so ten episodes. So that equals out to ten million an episode. And just to put that into perspective that it was pointed out that Star Trek Discovery, which we were talking about earlier, is Star Trek Discovery has 80. a budget of eight... Well, no, it has a it's, budget of eight million per episode. They have more eight, than, 80 million for ten is basically... Well, I think I they saying. had... I don't remember how... Uh, did they have more than ten? Oh, no, they did. They have they uh, 12 16 or, or something like 14 that. or something. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, so they're, basically it's, they're saying that the Star Wars series will have a bigger budget, slightly bigger budget than Star Trek Discovery, so... Uh, use that information as you please to decide of how good it's going to be. 
Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, so they're saying to the next year, late next year for the serene service. I don't know why anybody would think that it would be coming. I probably what? just as fast as they're uh, trying to get things going, fast as uh, you know, getting their right. content right. All right, so moving on, we're gonna uh, give you just a little bit of park news that we have. Not that much going on in the parks, except for some refurbs and whatnot, which we told you last week. But, uh, hey, we have a new uh, vampire coming to visit us in DCA. Oh, yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, Vampirina is coming. Then we talked about Vampirina a while back when she premiered, right? Yes, we did. And uh, I'm hearing that that show is a big success. Everyone loves it. And she's going to make her appearance right in time for Halloween. She will be in the park. Well, actually, like I said, at Disney California Adventure Park on September 7th. So that's when she will make her debut. It's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, the show itself is among the top five series on TV among girls ages two to five. Now, how do they get this information? Do they give these uh, polls to uh, girls two to five? Here, fill this out. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't either. That's interesting. I mean, I know the the show is a, a, a success and is doing well, but to say two to five... Um, I didn't know two-year-olds knew how to do polls. <laughs> yeah, so getting back to what you were saying, she'll be coming to California Adventure starting September 7th, which is, I believe, the day that Halloween stuff starts. Yes. Right? Halloween time. V, as her friends call her, apparently. Right. Will also be making special appearances during the Frightfully Fun Parade during Mickey's Halloween party. Yes. That's going to be pretty cool. And then later this year, she will also join the high-energy cast of Disney Junior Dance Party. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, I still haven't seen that show. So probably whenever Halloween's done, they will take that character and throw her into the show. Yeah. So, yeah, you got a new character to look forward to, and um, that's coming to the park, and you'll be able to go take some pictures and all that kind of stuff. And uh, if you have... The max pass on your pass, then hey, you get some free pictures. Gotta love that. Right. All right. Also, um, you know that Pixar Fest will end on September 3rd, which means the Pixar fireworks show will also end on September 3rd. But you know what's coming back on September 7th? Remember, dreams come true. Of course. Of course. Of course. So, yes, we're going to have the Remember, Dreams Come True fireworks show. A.K.A. the 50th fireworks show, 50th anniversary fireworks show. Wait, so when's that going to be? September 7th. Through? Whenever. Probably through Christmas. Christmas then. Right. November. Have we ever had a fireworks show going on simultaneously with the Mickey's Halloween party? With Halloween? Yes, yes. Yes, because remember, if for some reason it rains out and there's no fireworks show on the Halloween party, the next day... The fireworks are... That's right. They get the Halloween fireworks. Right. That's right. So, yes. they've already loaded them. Yes. So, yeah. Hey, uh, Remember Dreams Come True is coming back beginning September 7th. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. All right. So, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, we mentioned some new dining experiences over there at the hotel. Well, we got another one for you, which is a buffet. Yes. I like to all you can eat. Apparently, it's a going to be over there at the Disney's PCH Grill. 
and it will be a Cal Italian dinner buffet. Oh, uh, is that a, a combination of California and Italian? I believe so. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Uh, it says uh, there will be an Italian food lover's dream. Go to the Paradise Pier Hotel to enjoy the flavors of Tuscany. I've never been there. Tuscany or the Paradise Pier? Both. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, buffet. I don't. They didn't. They posted. They didn't give any information or how much it is or any of that stuff. So no. I have no idea how much it is. Uh, knowing that it's a buffet at Disney, it's probably like thirty dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. So might even be more. Who knows? Hey, if we get any more information, and uh, maybe we'll get some um, get a menu, we'll let you guys know. All right. So hey, last week uh, we got that email from uh, Wreck It Rachel, and uh, she asked us if uh, we could explain the Darth Maul part in Solo. So uh, we're going to attempt to explain that. Okay, we're not going to. Anthony is. Okay, I'm assuming that by the explaining the Darth Maul part, she wants to know why Darth Maul is alive. Right. So as opposed to the last time she probably saw him was getting cut in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Phantom Menace and falling and he down. he was literally thing. besides himself. Yes, he was literally <laughs> beside himself and uh, falling down a shaft. Yeah. Okay, so chronologically, he appears next in the series The Clone Wars, in which he is revealed to be alive. Uh, he is on some planet, uh, he's on a junk planet, and uh, he's somehow managed to build himself some mechanical legs out of junk. Uh-huh. And he just he looks like he's walking around like a, like a weird mechanical spider, but with like Marthoff Maul. You know, he's just like some weird thing. It'd be scary. It'd be scary if he was like in some some other creature thing. So uh, he actually, in this, it's revealed that he has a brother named Savage Opress, and that he's from the uh, the planet Dothamir, and he was uh, raised by uh, a group called the Night Sisters. Uh, this is all stuff that was actually borrowed from an old uh, EU book, and. Uh, well, not the Darth Maul part, but the Night Sisters part. And uh, basically, Savage Opress finds him on the junk planet, rescues him, brings him back. Uh, he is uh, basically goes on a multi-episode arc where he basically shakes, he's shaking his fist, and he's like, I will get you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's the last thing I ever do. Okay, so he's on a junk planet, basically, where they throw trash. Yes. So he went down like a trash chute? Is that what it was? Probably. Basically. I'm just and trying some, to figure out how he got there. Right. Probably somehow his, his parts went down a junk and ended up in trash, and he somehow ended up on this junk planet okay. and built himself legs. Good thing he didn't go through a trash compactor. Right, exactly. <laughs> so this whole time, uh, he goes on this whole thing where, he, like I said, he's, I will get you Obi-Wan Kenobi. If it wasn't for those meddling kids, <laughs> which basically what happens because he keeps failing and uh, he's actually, oh, he's also, he's mad at, uh, he becomes mad at, at Sidious along this point because, you know, Sidious didn't try to help him or save him or, Dirty. I don't know. I mean, he was cut in half. What was Sidious going to do for him? So Get the needle and thread out. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they go through a whole thing at some point. 
Darth Maul, Savage Press join up with a group called uh, Nightwatch, which is a group of rogue Mandalorians who are attempting to take over Mandalore, who at this during the Clone Wars is uh, being pacifists. They're kind of uh, staying, they're being neutral, they're staying out of the conflict between, you know, the Jedi and uh, the Republic and the Separatists and stuff. And uh, they're trying to, this group Death Watch is trying to get the Mandalore brought in and basically they're being paid by uh, Dooku and Grievous and stuff and working for them. And uh, so he starts working with them and they try to attempt to take over Mandalore and they actually succeed. And uh, until uh, at some point uh, Sidious and Dooku and everybody shows up and uh, Maul's defeated once more Dang. by Sidious and actually takes him away. Oh, wow. And that's the last of you see him in the Clone Wars until it's explained that in another story that uh, he's actually is being held by Dooku or and being tortured by Dooku at the behest of uh, Sidious. Uh, this is all still during the Clone Wars. And uh, uh, somehow or another, Malt manages to escape. He goes back and finds out that uh, the head of the Night Sisters, Mother Talzin, is actually his biological mother. Uh, goes wow. through a whole. Uh, this was a, this actually all takes place in a uh, comic series called Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, which was based on unproduced Clone Wars episodes. When Disney canceled Clone Wars, these are this was written based on scripts that were meant for the end of Clone Wars. Now, when he found out that that was his mother, was Maury Povich there? <laughs> uh, he might have been. He uh, might have been. Uh, there was definitely an envelope present. <laughs> uh, he uh, then, of course, you know, now he's shaking his fist, although he's still really mad at Obi-Wan. Now he's more mad at Sidious. I would be And too. he comes up with another plan. To, to He th- thinks he's going to capture Dooku and Grievous. He does it, but uh, I don't know. Somehow he fails again, and you know, because Maul's just a story of failure after failure. And uh, oh, during the time before he had taken over Mandalore, he had brought together a group called the Shadow Collective, which was a bunch of uh, Huts, Pikes, Black Sun, a bunch of uh, you know, dark uh, the criminal organizations. Yeah, he had kind of tried to bring them together into one group called the Shadow Collective. But then after everything happened, they all abandoned him. At some point, uh, he gets back to uh, Mandalore with his forces, probably still takes over Mandalore. And then that leads us that leads into uh, what we're going to see in the Siege of Mandalore in the upcoming the uh, return of Clone Wars that we'll see next year on the Star Wars streaming service. Okay. Uh, we'll cover uh, during the period, presumably when Darth Maul has went back to Mandalore. Now, uh, at some point, yeah, so afterwards, after that, uh, he gets, uh, uh, apparently, if they go by this uh, during, this is all mentioned during the Ahsoka novel, and uh, some of it should come up during the the Clone Wars, like I said, with the upcoming Clone Wars, but uh, at the time of Order 66, uh, all of the clones, because this is actually just before that, uh, all the clones will end up turning on Ahsoka, the ones, like I said, with the orange armor, and then, but somehow Rex doesn't. And that's why we end up seeing Rex later on in Rebels, obviously. And uh, but uh, instead of being able to, uh, Soka chooses to save Rex instead of 
going after Maul, so Maul escapes. Oh, okay. So, basically, we have to assume that sometime between the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of Solo, that he has somehow managed to insert himself into another uh, corrupt uh, smuggler organization or... You know, one of those another band of criminals. Another band of criminals. He's managed to start himself another maybe shadow collective or something, but now he's into working independently. Because what did he? What was the group he said that he was part of? I forget. I forgot already. too. Wasn't black something? Yeah. Oh, Crimson Dawn. I was way off. You were way off. I mean, Crimson is dark red. Yeah, that was a dark color. So obviously, somewhere in between. The end, uh, Darth Maul has went back to his ways, and he's now leader of this uh, criminal syndicate, Dark, uh, Crimson Dawn, which, uh, who knows, we could, he could have uh, put together from a lot of his old cronies from the, uh, the Shadow Collective days, people he knew with the huts and the pikes and stuff, and uh, particularly Black Sun. So, uh, that's it. Cool. All right, Wreck-It Rachel, there's your little, um, what do you call it? Your little backstory on uh, right, and, uh, and uh, just so, so she knows that sometime in the eight years between Solo and uh, the fifth season of Rebels, uh, Maul will end up on, or sometime between the end of Solo and the fourth season, the end of the fourth season of Rebels, he will end up on the planet Malachor, where he will be fi- found by uh, Ezra and Kanan and them. And then uh, later on, he will perish. Oh, spoilers of uh, Obi Wan. That guy again. Yes. So does does that mean he loses again? <laughs> yes. To oh. Obi Wan. Oh man, Darth Maul just doesn't have a. Darth Maul's got all the bad luck. Yes, exactly. If it wasn't for bad luck, he wouldn't have no luck at all. Maybe. All right, so speaking of Star Wars, we got the news last week on the 1st that Star Wars Episode Nine had went into production. We got a picture that was tweeted out by the newly returned to Twitter, uh, probably to his chagrin, <laughs> based on the amount of hate that I'm, that I'm sure he's gotten since then. J.J. Abrams returning to Twitter for the first time in ages to announce and post a picture of the start of filming of episode Star Wars Episode Nine. And uh, the, for the the main thing that everybody caught at their attention was that uh, Finn had a new sleeveless jacket. It doesn't have any sleeves? He has a new vest or sleeveless jacket or whatever you want to call ah, it. Ah, okay. Uh, people are saying that it looks like he took Poe's jacket and cut the arms off. Uh, first of all, I don't know if Poe knows, but uh, I don't know if it's the same I don't know if it's the same jacket. I think he just traded in Poe's jacket finally and got something of his own. I mean, it's about time. Yeah, yeah. You got to impress uh, somebody. <laughs> now that he actually wants to be part of the rebellion. I know, huh? Or no. the resistance, and, rather. And not run, run away. Yeah, not run away. So, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Now filming. Star Wars is filming right now. Yay! It probably actually is because it is tomorrow in England. So It sure is. Because it's yesterday here. Exactly. Mail time. Yeah, mail time. And guess, uh, or, or guess what? We have a 
a returning emailer. It's Mr. Knight with another food review. Whoa. Uh, his subject line is Food Time with Mr. Knight. What's up, guys? I'm back once again. Whoop, whoop. Happy birthday, Mouse Pyre. So continuing on last week's email, yes, I avoided that whole water ride section because, yes, it's a definite cluster. As far as the Under Armour, look up the clearance deals on their website, and you can usually score them for under 20 bucks. Hey, good tip. I will also have to agree with Tim that Saturdays have been usually not busy. I have stopped in on some random Saturdays, and man, it felt weird walking in the parks not being busy. So funny that y'all talked about that pineapple donut. I as well had never bought a donut at Disneyland, and as you all mentioned, it kept getting pushed by the Disney accounts. So on one of those random days that I would be at the parks, me and my girlfriend happened to witness the cart being restocked. So we looked at each other and we were like, okay, we're going to try this. We went ahead and got one. So from my point of view, I'm not the biggest fan of pineapple, but I will still eat it. I'm personally not a fan of the dough whips. So I came into this trying not to have a negative impression of the donut. So the bread part was really nice and soft and airy. It was really good and was not expecting it to be so light and airy. I was expecting a heavy donut. The frosting was good and delicious by itself. And I'd be like, can I get this in a cup to go? <laughs> That's funny. The surprise for me and spoiler alert was the actual pineapple filling that they had. It was really refreshing and wasn't overpowering at all. The meringue on top was good as well. Now, all of the components together made it a good balanced bite of deliciousness. All in all, it was a good, but for $6.99, would I buy it again? Surprisingly, I honestly would because this was really refreshing. Now, if there is anything that you guys would like to hear me do a review on or for me to try, please let me know and I will try and get one done. Now, you guys touched on favorite Pixar food items. If I had to choose one, I would probably do the Pixar Pure Cake. Till this day, if I'm going to eat at the Plaza Inn, I always make a point of getting it and have probably had it now four times. All right, real quick, um, let me uh, interrupt you on that and say that I tried the Pixar cake. It was meh to me. Is that the one with the different colors? Yeah. That I talked about Richard and Sarah trying? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it wasn't all that. It was, I mean, that they have a cream cheese frosting on it, and that's just like, you know, it's not a cheesecake, so I don't know why we need that cheese, uh, the cream cheese frosting. I understand you have the velvet cake on the bottom, but yeah, it was on. It wasn't that great to me, and I oh, it had cream cheese frosting. Oh, yeah, because I mean, I just learned recently. I got that cream cheese is stand or cream cheese frosting is standard on uh, red velvet. Red velvet, right? Which I don't really understand because I don't either. He made a one with buttercream, and I thought it tasted way better, and. uh but I mean, the fact that the red velvet is on the bottom, isn't it? Yes, it doesn't even make sense. But it's on the, it's in between the layers too. So, right? I mean, uh, probably, probably. I, I'm, but I mean, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense because it doesn't seem like the cream cheese would go with the, the uh, since the blue is supposedly supposed to be a raspberry or something, and then the red is, or no, I mean, not the red, yellow. The, the yellow is supposed to be a vanilla, yeah. and cream cheese doesn't really go with either of those flavors better than butter. Than a 
you know, than the uh, buttercream. So right. I don't know. Yeah, it seems to me that having the cream cheese frosting would totally ruin the whole cake for me. Yeah, I didn't like it very much. I mean, I, I mean, I ate it, and I left a lot of frosting left over because I was just I, I don't like having that frosting is bitter and everything like that, you know. So I didn't like it. I would not get that cake again, and I almost didn't get it because I was uh trying to figure out what to eat, you know, and I'm like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? And then I go, oh, hey, I haven't tried the Pixar cake yet. I'm going to go try that. So I walk into the plaza, and I go over there where the desserts are. Right next to the Pixar cake is strawberry shortcake. I was like, ooh, no, I got to get the Pixar cake because I need to try it. So I almost didn't get it. I was tempted with the strawberry shortcake, but, yeah, I tried it. I didn't like it very much, but if you're a fan of uh, cream cheese frosting and you think you'll like it, try it. All right. He says, all right, Tim, if there was a movie that I would get rid of or not miss at all, for me, it would be Winnie the Pooh. I have childhood memories of that bear that just made me completely hate him and not want to have anything to do with it. Wow. Damn. So he's saying, he's saying he wants to get rid of all Winnie the Pooh. Damn. At first, I was trying to figure out, oh, does he mean just the, the more recent movie? No, no. He just means all Winnie the Pooh. Right. Wow, that's uh, that sounds like um. I mean, I can't recommend a good therapist, but I mean, (laughs) that just sounds like some issues that need to be taken care of off the podcast. Right. All right. So until next time, always remember that when you have to eat your fruits and vegetables, make sure you have a Dole Whip donut. I'm Mr. Knight, and adios, caballeros. Hey, that's my line. Awesome email, Mr. Knight. Love it, love it. Anything that you th- you can think of in the park that he needs to try. You know what? This is one thing. Uh, I don't know if you haven't tri- if you tried it yet. Over at the uh, uh, adorable snowman treats, try the uh, parfait with the lemon and the blue raspberry. I mean, just in general. I mean, yeah. If you haven't, I mean, I haven't even tried them myself. So yeah, I just want his opinion on that. I mean, just, yeah, if you, I haven't even tried it yet, but, I mean, obviously the memory refreshers. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, just in general, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll always recommend uh, that anybody who hasn't tried the uh, the uh, Boys and Apple Freeze. Oh, has, yes. Has yes, things yes. went wrong, wrong with their life. Over there, Marissa's Treats and Fantasy Fair. Yes. Uh, also, the uh, if you're a fan of uh, Brat and uh, Sauerkraut, I don't even know if it's still up there, but the uh, the sausage with the uh, bacon sauerkraut up there at uh, Troubadour Tavern. I don't even know if it's still there, but if it is, you should definitely go try that. Uh, and then one other thing, I would just say the uh, the chicken nachos at uh, Whitewater Snacks. Good idea. Not, not the shredded beef. <laughs> not the not shredded beef. Right. No, the the actually uh, the 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 beef is good. It's not shredded. By the way, but uh, oh yeah, the, the yeah. beef is like a carne asada. Yeah, it's, it's just carne asada. asada. It's good. The chicken, if if you like chicken, I would say the chicken is better because I like the seasoning on the chicken better, and I think it complements the the nachos better. But uh, I mean, you know, yeah. If we uh, if we think of anything else, we'll let you know on the next podcast. I mean, those but, are those are yeah. the biggies right there. I mean, always corn dogs. Yeah, and um, over there at the Gordon Horseshoe, they have a. Um, they have these chicken wings over there. I don't Do know they? if you know that. No, I don't but think so. they're like eleven something and not no. worth the price. No. But if you want to try those and let us know what you think of those, 
and um, they also have those little mini ice cream cookie sandwiches. Uh, if you ever hear us tell you that someplace has the pulled pork hot dog, oh yeah, that's a must try. That's uh comes back every now and then. And maybe you want to try the mac and cheese hot dog. Oh yeah, they still have that at the uh, at uh, Co Corner. I believe that, that was the last place I remember seeing it. Yeah, that. I believe it was over at the uh, Harbor Galley. Oh, okay. Is that where they moved it? I think so. Okay. So, yeah, those are some options. If you want to uh, give those a go, let us know. All right, our next email is from Racket Rachel. Subject line is me again. Hello to all. Hope everyone is doing well this week. Not much to talk about on my end. It's just way too hot to go to the parks, in my opinion. I've never been a summertime park person. Uh, too many sweaty people. I actually went uh, to the parks on Friday, last Friday. It was hot, but you know what? Just sit down in the shade and not have to worry about being in the lines in the hot sun. It's uh, good to me. I was over at Flag Retreat, so I was just chilling over there, watching that, and then just... Uh, did whatever's and had my uh, Pixar cake. I did finally see Atman and the Wasp. What a fantastic summer movie. It was funny and so entertaining. I think I had a smile on my face the entire time until the end when I was stabbed in the soul all over again. The end is very, very good. Uh, she says, fine, Tim, don't go on storybook boats until you feel it's your time. I won't judge anymore. But if you do decide to go before you're ready and you do die, you may haunt me. I've seen enough episodes of Supernatural to know how to get rid of you. Here's my question. You just won the lottery. What kinds of Disney things are you spending that money on? My first thing would be to actually go to Disney World and pay all kinds of money to stay in that suite in Cinderella's castle. Keep on wrecking regularly, Rachel. I mean, if we're talking millions... Then a Club 33 membership is obvious. You know what? As far as Disney stuff goes. That's pretty cool. I don't know if I would. I mean, I would have to really think about it. I mean, it's cool to go up there and everything, but if... I mean, we're talking about having millions of dollars. uh, Yeah, I guess. I mean, however much Club 33 is, if you have millions of dollars, that's... I mean, it's almost like a might as well. Right. If you, even if you don't go to Club Thirty Three, I'd be over in nineteen oh one all the time. There. Well, I think that's better. Anyways, so I mean, yeah, I might have a dinner every now and then. You know, right? Uh, quail. <laughs> More quail, please. There you go. So, uh, you know, I would go to all the parks. That's a must. Oh yeah. If you have millions, then you might as well go to every single Disney oh, yeah. park I there mean, is. Uh, I mean, uh, Platinum, whatever, Premier Pass. Premier Pass for sure. Yeah. Premier Pass every year. And we would probably go, maybe do a trip once a week to Florida. <laughs> I mean, premier Pass for everybody. You get a Premier Pass. <laughs> you get a Premier Pass. Everybody gets Premier Passes. So after visiting every uh, theme park, of course, buying merchandise there at those theme parks, and then... The uh, next- and buying a bigger house to put them in. Exactly. But that's after the, you know, you win the lottery, you get new houses, and then you do oh, the yeah. Disney stuff. The next Disney thing I would do is go to uh, Disneyana and just buy all the sculptures and the cool paintings and things like that to decorate my new house. So those are the Disney things I would like to do. 
I mean, of course, the parks, and I, I love all the the art, the uh, the artwork that you have over there at Disneyana. And I would love to. I, you know, sometimes you just wish you can have all of it. I mean, if I had, if it was like right now, I'd go to that uh, that auction thing exactly. that, that Tim was talking about last week, right? And I saw it being posted about this week, also even more. I don't know. I remember what that's? It's a uh, Disney Archives or is it's, it somebody's private collection or something like oh, that? Oh, I don't even know who it is. I don't know. It's just a bunch of Disney, yeah, stuff. So I mean, yeah. Definitely, there's so much stuff you can do just Disney. I mean, and then you expand to... I mean, don't even get me started on Star Wars. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, what I can think of right now. And um, let's see, I would... Uh, oh, of course, I would, uh, you know, eat. So I would go to Steakhouse 55 and Carthay Circle, go over to those restaurants, Blue Bayou, and uh, take a whole bunch of friends. And, um, but you don't like anything at Blue Bayou. Yeah, I do. Oh, you... Oh, they have a steak. <laughs> ooh, and then they have that. Uh, ooh, chocolate. I go to Steakhouse Fifty Five for steak. Well, yeah, but I do like what they have at Steakhouse or at Blue Bayou, and they have that chocolate ganache cake. Oh my god, so good! But yeah, uh, of course, eating and everything like that. All right. Well, thank you for your email, Rachel. Oh, I stay. I gotta stay at the uh, Grand. Oh yeah, that too. Grand California, of course. I'll probably I'll probably never do that in my life. All right, next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Oh my gosh, she has a long email here. And how do I know it's long? Because she said in her subject line, "Sorry for the long email." Uh. All right, she starts with "Happy birthday!" Hey guys, sorry I forgot to mention it last week. What a bad listener I am. I actually think I've been listening to you guys for a whole year now, maybe more. I remember because my first episode was about Mickey's Halloween party. Aw, you guys, happy anniversary. (laughs) Anywho, to answer your questions, we took our pups to the kennel because my house doesn't have AC and we felt really bad leaving them there on hot days when we knew we would be at the parks for a while. It's only $20 per dog, which is really a deal since all the other places my sister looked into were a hundred plus. That is a good deal because it's been $20 a dog for a long time. The last time I heard the price was 20 bucks and that was years and years ago. Well, that's actually kind of good. Then they haven't raised the price. Right. That means the price was too high originally. (laughs) (laughs) So that, yeah, that's a great deal. Awesome deal. The only catch, if you can even call it that, is that you have to come back to feed your dogs and let them go to the bathroom every four to five hours, which wasn't a problem since we would stop to have a snack anyway. The cast member that helped us was very kind and even let our our dogs stay in the really big kennels made for huge dogs. It was very convenient, and I wish we would have thought of it sooner. You know what? My mom wants to go to Disneyland. She wants to go, you know, to the parks and take advantage of the AP deal so I can get her in for, you know, a good price. Uh But the only thing about that is our dogs. Oh. And it's always the dogs. And I got to get home to the dogs and da-da-da-da. You know what? I'm going to say, Mom, hey, it's $20 per dog. So it's going to cost you this much to go in the parks. It's going to cost you 60 bucks for the dogs. There you go. Well, you know what her next excuse is going to be is, oh, I don't want other people having to watch the dogs. No, no, no. She won't be like that because, uh, you know, we take them to the 
to get groomed and everything. They got to stay there for a couple hours. So she'll be fine with that. And then my dad can be able to go to the kennel and feed them and uh, take them to do their potties. So I think that's a good idea. Giselle, uh, I really, really appreciate this information because now it's going to be able, we're going to be able to take the dogs over there. They can stay and we can have, uh, you know, fun in the parks and we don't have to worry about them. We'll just come back when we need to. And um, my mom can actually sit there and enjoy the fireworks show. That's pretty cool. She says, we were able to bring them in through the trams and my sister was so happy when people came up to her and wanted to pet them and tell her how cute they were. I myself, not a dog person, boo, but my house would get up to 110 and we just could not leave them there. You know what? I know what you're talking about. I know about a hot house. Trust me. That's uh, really, really bad. It is first come first serve, but we've already used it three times and there is never more than five dogs there. We were safe. The dogs were in AC and we could enjoy the park as long as we wanted it was a win-win-win. Exactly. Sounds good. Uh, I think the reason I love Bugs Land so much is because my little sister has a lot of memories there. We've been going on sister trips for four years now, and it's a tradition that every year we just let her pick whatever we want to do in DCA. She always picks Bugs Land first. We have thousands of pictures, literally, of her there throughout the years. I'm an old softy, and now that she's eight... That's just another reminder that life goes on and change is inevitable. I feel I feel the same way about the electrical parade. Last year, we must have watched it twice a week during uh, the summer. I cry every time the lights go down and the music starts. Oh, what a sap. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the long email. We watched Christopher Robin. So cute. I need all of those stuffed animals. What are you guys going to miss the most about summer? For me, it's going to be spending time with my family and, of course, not working. Until next week, gee, I'm not going to miss this heat. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm not going to miss a damn thing. You know what? I, I, I uh, Besides all the heat, you know, I, I can't stand it. But one thing I don't really like is uh, it getting dark faster earlier. I don't like that, especially going to Disneyland. Because I like to be there and take pictures. And, of course, you know, I want to have some good sunlight. So you're saying that's why you love one of the only reasons you like summer. Is yes. Because of the, uh, that's the, what I'm going to miss about summer is the fact that it gets dark late. But Well, I, would, I mean, one of your excuses for always being late and not being able to take pictures in the light uh, is gone. So, right. I mean, at this point, you really only have yourself to blame. You're right. All right. Thank you for your email, G. And guess what? She has a P.S. All right, she says, also, thanks, thanks for putting our pictures up. We feel fancy. Here's more of us at DCA. Uh, living our best life, eating pizza and waiting for the parade. Best seats ever. No one in front of us, and we have our own little section. All right, so she sent us some pictures, and uh, yeah, I'll put them up this week. More from Giselle the Gazelle. All right, and our last email was from Dan, the mailman, who is not here today. Yeah, unfortunately, Dan had planned on trying to be here one last time for the, before uh, school starts. Well, actually, school's already started for him, but uh, unfortunately, he was just too swamped with work, so he was unable to make it. All right. So we probably won't see Dan act until we do our crossover with the, with the Extraordinary Culture podcast, so... Uh, That'll be probably that'll be the next time you guys hear Dan will be the when we air that uh, crossover episode. 
All right, his subject is MIC. Yeah, real soon. House uh, <laughs> Pyre. Well, summer is officially over. The 108 degree heat means nothing. Time to set up for the new school year. Made it to the parks last Friday for a little last minute fun and to renew. I am now a Signature Plus pass holder like Michael the Mail Guy. Wait, Michael got a Signature Plus too? I don't know if Michael has a Signature or the Signature Plus. I'm not sure. Okay. A hot day in the in the park, but wait times weren't long. Said goodbye to Bugsland and actually rode everything in like a half an hour. Tried Tim's ladybug trick, and I just felt like half a cheek was off the seat. Sorry, buddy. Not sure it worked or felt any different. Had fast passes for Indy for just before I was going to leave, and the dirty ride broke down. Oh, well. Always next time. Looking to be in the parks this weekend, maybe Friday evening or late night on Saturday. We will see. Question. So I noticed DuckTales stuff is not available at Disneyland, but only at DCA. What are your thoughts on this? It's not Pixar, so there's no real argument there. Hopefully catch you at the parks this weekend, but I will be in touch, of course, Dan out. I mean, I guess I hadn't really noticed that. Me neither. I haven't noticed that I thought maybe that some of that stuff might have been in, uh, in the Emporium or something, but I just hadn't really looked over there at Disneyland. So, I mean, yeah, the only place I had seen the DuckTales merchandise in, uh, well, the plushes were in, uh, you know, in uh, Elias. Yeah. And then the uh, the shirts and the uh, the mugs and stuff, they had them both at, uh, you know, by the candy store. They did? Okay, well, all the mugs and stuff are right. Where all the mugs okay. and stuff are. I, I, I didn't see them in there because they, they had them over there, too, where... Uh, you know, where Elias uh, ends right. going that's to was, Hollywood. That's what I was about to say at first uh, was that by where where Elias, by where the dress their dress shop is. Right, right. Uh, the one next to that had uh, a lot of the shirts, the Disney afternoon shirts, and they had some of the mugs there. Right. But I also saw some of the mugs across the street uh, where the all the other mugs okay. are over there at uh, at uh, uh, Clarabelle's or... Yeah, yeah, yeah Clarabelle's. I don't know if that's still Clarabelle's right there, where the mugs are, or if uh, that's... Cats. Cats, I yeah, don't know. One of those. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have them at Disneyland. Not like they don't have any room. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything uh, malicious about it, though. I don't know. All right, well, thank you for your email, Dan the Mailman. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll, well, I won't see you soon. won't see you this weekend, but um, yeah, we'll see you when we record, I guess. All right, so that's going to do it for the emails. And uh, if you guys have any uh, comments, questions, your own tip of the week, if you guys have a food review you want to give or just, hey, your favorite food in the parks, let us know. Um, I'm going to uh, send this uh, request out to Ernesto. I know you listen to the podcast. Ernesto actually listens on YouTube, and uh, he's been commenting on some of the uh, episodes there. So, Ernesto, send me a message on uh, your favorite food or what you must have when you get to the parks, your favorite thing to eat there, and uh, uh, let us know. All you have to do is email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. All right. So, um, real quick, uh, there's still only two Halloween dates that are sold out. That's October 5th and October 12th. Damn, I was wrong. Now, I just want to say real quick that last year, 
on August 9th. Uh-oh, he's about to bust out some facts. That was when the second date was sold out on August 9th. Okay, so we're still within... We're still in, within the realm, right? I would say. I'm still factoring in the fact that the tickets went on sale almost a full month before. Right. Uh, but you're all maybe factoring in the fact that you, you, know, you mentioned last time that maybe there's people that didn't know they were on sale, which, uh, you know, I mean, if you're a pass holder, you should have already known that they had went on sale way back at the end of uh, whenever that was, June, May, I don't remember. Uh, I think it was June. Beginning of June. It was the first week of June or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's fine. I mean, maybe there's just, uh, I don't know. I'm just really surprised those two dates are the ones that have sold out and that Halloween is usually one of the, because which date was it that you said? You said the second date or there was only one date sold out by the ninth last year? That wasn't Halloween, though. It was one of the Fridays, I assume. Oh, uh, uh, no, yeah, the Fridays. The Fridays were the ones that, it was, yeah. Right. It, How, was, it wasn't Halloween yet. Right. You have to figure that uh, sales are probably going to start ramping up pretty soon. Uh, you now have your tickets? Yes, I got my tickets, and I will be there on September 19th. With uh, Jose. With Jose from SoCal Disney Annual Passwords Unite. So just real quick, I'm going through my my stuff here. On July 28th last year, the first date sold out, which was a Friday, August 13th, or October 13th. And then, like I said, August 9th, was the second date was October 6th on Friday that sold out. So, so the first two Fridays, and those are the same two dates that are sold out right now, right? Right. Yeah. Same era. So time. when did uh, Halloween sell out? Was that the third day? No. It was also the Friday before Halloween, probably. Halloween actually sold out on September 11th. Really? Whoa, 9-11. Wow. Yeah. That late, huh? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. So, yeah, on that date, there was 10 sold-out days. Yeah. So. So, Halloween night was the 10th date to sell out. Yes, it now, was. Now I have a, I have obviously a wrong memory of how <laughs> things went down with the selling out of selling of uh, tickets last year. I think it's just, like I said, the whole selling, I have a whole month ahead of time, has just thrown off. Or actually, it's more than a month, I think, but... uh has just thrown off everything as far as uh, us trying to figure out when things are going to sell out. I mean, we feel like it should be sell out already because it's been out for so long. But, I mean, in relation to Halloween, nobody's really thinking about Halloween right now. Right. And September 15th is when all the dates were sold out. So, there you go. So, if you guys are planning to go, get your tickets now. And um, remember, you snooze, you lose. Because uh, if you don't have your tickets by the end of August, you can guarantee that there's going to be at least, I'm going to call it again, I've been <laughs> wrong, but I'm going to call it five dates sold out by the end of August. Oh, yeah. Probably, at least. We'll see what happens. At least four. <laughs> Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time listening to us. And uh, we're really, really happy that you chose to listen to us today, even though we go on and rant and uh, just tell it like it is. But then again, you knew what you are getting into. Basically. All five of you. Exactly. 
So don't forget, uh, Vampirina is coming over to DCA. That will be starting on September 7th. So you can take all your little ones to go meet her, take some pictures. And on as we're talking about the Halloween party, she will be on the Fruitfully Fun Halloween Parade. So that would be pretty cool to check out. I'm just wondering if she's just going to be walking during the parade or will she have an, her own float? That'd be something interesting. If they're going to add a new float, are they going to take out an old float? What are they going to do? Probably she's just going to be walking where a lot of the generic characters walk. That's Probably. Because, I mean, that 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 parade is pretty specific as far as the floats that they have. Yes. I don't see them be able to add another float and have it work out still the same. I don't see them taking out a float just for her. So I just think she'll probably just be thrown in. You think she'll come after Haunted Mansion? Probably. So, like I said, wherever there's, I know there's a section of the parade where there's a bunch of generic characters. I know the one float with the villains on it is kind of generic, but she's not a villain, so she won't be on that. But uh, there's a place in the parade where there's a lot of generic characters, and I know that's probably where, uh, maybe like around the period where Mickey and them, before they come out. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just don't forget before that you could get pictures with her over there at DCA. Don't forget to check out the buffet over there at the PCH Grill. Yeah, it's fat time over there. And uh, if you guys go and check that out, hey, write us a review. Let us know what you had. Let us know uh, what it was like, how much it was, and um, if you would have it again. Simple questions, simple things to answer. You guys uh, go check that out. Yep. And then uh, make sure you guys go see Chris Robin. Exactly. Uh, we'll be seeing him hopefully soon. Go check that out and let us know what you think of that. Remember, let us know anything you guys want to know. Uh, if you guys were really confused, like uh, I'm sure everybody was about my little Darth Maul explanation and you need anything uh, clarified or anything else for that matter, email us, mousepire at gmail.com. Yes. Of course, check us out on the social medias, mousepire on Facebook, at mousepire on Twitter and Instagram, mousepire on the Snapchat. Snappy Snaps. Uh, Mousepire on YouTube, right? Yes. And you can find me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your button orders going out. Don't forget to head over to DGPclothing.com. Get your Mousepire gear. That's D as in Donald, G as in Goofy, P as in Pluto. Clothing.com. You can also follow that on Instagram. Just spell the whole thing out. DGP Clothing, D-O-T-C-O-M on Instagram. And like uh, we said before, you can head over to patreon.com slash mousepire. Help support the podcast. Just like Fernando Xavier Hubbard does. Scott and Fancy Nancy. Hey, where you been, Fancy Nancy? And like uh, Anthony just mentioned, uh, you can check out the podcast on YouTube. Just search Mousepire Podcast. And listen there just like Ernesto does. Another shout out to you, Ernesto. Thanks for listening. Appreciate that. And until next time, remember, that's it. Just remember. So for Murphy Brown, Steven Seagal, and Jean-Luc Picard, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, 
sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Speaking of nostalgia, this year is, of course, Mickey's 90th birthday, and we've got news that he will... He- Bleh. Sorry, I got distracted. Pearl. Speaking of nostalgia, this year is, of course, Mickey's 90th birthday, and we've got news that he will have his very own primetime special on ABC. Why did I say it like that? ABC. ABC.